Hello, everybody. Welcome to the VVK podcast. My name is Craig Folly. I'll be your host today and hopefully for many, many days to come. I say that all the time, but I always appreciate that you are here. Got a really, really great conversation coming up on today's show. And I hinted at this in my last interview with Cindy Paskey, because one of the people she brought with her is the former ambassador uh, to the United States and Mexico for Lithuania. His name is Zygamantis Pavlionis. We had a chance to sit down at the Mackinac Policy Conference and talk a lot about the geopolitics of that region, what it is like to work and live in Putin's shadow, uh, and what are the implications of Putin's invasion of Ukraine, and what does it mean for the rest of the region, and what does it mean for the United States, and how should we respond to it? I think you're going to get a lot out of this conversation. I certainly learned a lot, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. So stay tuned. For the VVK Podcast, I'm Craig Folly. Hey, Craig here. While we take a short break from the program today, I want to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor agency and, of course, the company that I'm working for these days. That's VVK PR Plus Creative. Now, VVK is a Detroit-based public relations and creative agency that operates on three core principles – strategy, creativity, and diversity. It is the lens through which we approach growing our clients' brands and our agency. Now, we understand the leap of faith that clients make by placing their business goals and vision in the hands of a communications and strategic partner. In our minds, every client is a partnership, and the key to any successful partnership is a relationship built on both trust and collaboration. And understanding your goals and what it takes to accomplish them is critical to your long-term success Every organization has a story to tell, and we are here to help you tell yours. And how do we do that? Well, we have a number of different services that we offer, including public relations, media relations, digital media, video production, public affairs, issues and crisis management, stakeholder and community relations, organizational and executive positioning, and of course, event production. You have a story. Again, we are here to help you tell it. That's VVK PR Plus Creative. Find more at vvkagency.com. This is the VVK Podcast. My name is Craig Folly. Thank you very much for joining us today. We are, of course, recording uh, these interviews at the Mackinac Policy Conference, hosted by the Detroit Regional Chamber. Normally, this conference is a discussion about all the things happening in Michigan and what we need to do to make Michigan a more competitive place. Every once in a while, and I've been coming to these for 15 years now, uh, there are really, really compelling people to talk to uh, about a lot of different things. And This one came across my radar a couple of weeks ago. We work with Cindy Paskey, and of course, she has been doing business in Lithuania for 20-something years with Strategic Staffing Solutions. She brought with her uh, a former ambassador to the United States and Mexico from Lithuania, Zygimantis Pavilionis is with me here, and uh, we appreciate you being here. You're a member of parliament, of course, in Lithuania as well right now. Uh, The Grand Hotel, Mackinac Island, an interesting place to spend your time in the United States. Uh, I just have to ask... What did you expect from this conference? Did you have any idea what this was going to be for you? Well, what I said yesterday during the event uh, devoted for Ukrainian uh, freedom and fundraising for the defense and the rest, when, you know, when we wanted to join EU and NATO and get rid of Soviet Union and we were first nation to revolt against the Soviets, I saw Soviet tanks, they killed my friends uh, in front of TV tower from my own school. Uh, well, we we were not welcomed, honestly. Uh, it was very difficult uh, to convince Americans to defend us 
Uh, so what we did, we went to places like this. We met business community. Well, we asked our powerful American Lithuanian community, uh, um, Polish American Congress, Jewish communities from our region, so-called Litvaks. You know, mm -hmm. we been lobbying the hell. Uh, actually to open the hearts for us. And we finally managed. We went to each state. So finally, out of 199 senators voted for our accession to NATO. Soon, similar vote will, you know, will happen on Swedish and Finnish. Uh, so you have to speak to the hearts of American people because, honestly, you are the strongest, you are the, the kindest, uh, uh, and, and you can do it. And... You know, those totalitarian regimes, they hate exactly this. They hate strong personalities. They hate leaders. And that's why I even wrote a dissertation on John Paul II and Reagan, uh, because they invested into human dignity together. Uh, when Reagan saw John Paul II traveling first time in Poland, he starts crying and he said, oh, that's a Helene of the Soviet Union. The human dignity, human soul, you cannot kill it. So, well, I'm here to appeal to your souls to save Ukraine now, because by saving Ukraine, you're saving Europe, you're making it whole and free, finally, and you save yourself, because if you are not doing it, China will be next. They will attack. You mentioned the Swedes, you mentioned uh, the Finns. Uh, this is a big deal for them to apply to join NATO, and... and Given the proximity to the Baltic states, uh, you know, and, and, and really that corner of, of Russia there, how significant was that in terms of the way people in Lithuania are feeling about their own security? Because, you know, that was the, them being neutral all this time, given how close they are. And, and frankly, you know, this is not a distant relation for, for the Baltic states to the people in those that, that part of the world. Uh, it had to be somewhat gratifying to finally see that. Because it's been a long time. Uh, absolutely so. And you can imagine how difficult it was for our, for example, uh, Swedish brothers and sisters to make it. 200 years of traditional neutrality. But what we learned actually, what they learned actually from Baltic experience. Remember, free Baltic states that were neutral before Second World War. Mm -hmm. Did it save us? No. We've been killed, annihilated. A lot of us flee, flee to Chicago, to Detroit. Uh, uh, and we learned the lessons. Uh, in, in, if you want to stop the atrocities like I saw by, with my own eyes in Butcha, in Irpin, in all those liberated areas, uh, you have to show strength. Uh, autocracies, well, especially Russian, it's like a prison cell. They, they respect strength. When you show weakness, when, well, when we as collective West left Uh, Ukraine and Georgia in limbo after NATO summit in Bucharest in 2008, though Bush was fighting for membership, but uh, Germans and French block it. When they sh sh see that we are leaving countries in gray zone, they come and kill. So we draw the red lines for Russians and other autocracies. If you stop doing it, if you abandon your red lines, be sure that barbarians will come and kill and grab and rape That's what's happening now in Europe. Well, well, the Baltic states, though, I mean, for a long time, were, I mean, not literally, but they're sort of on an island. You know, you, you were bounded by the sea on one side, Russia on the other. Uh, most Americans couldn't tell you where they are on a map if you actually looked about it. And they're small countries. They only, I mean, I learned about 
the Baltic states because I went to college with some Latvian students, right? And then, of course, I learned a little bit more about Estonia because the former uh, head of the Detroit Symphony Orchestra was a guy named Amy Yervi from Estonia. Uh, and then, of course, learned about Lithuania originally because of the Grateful Dead supporting the Lithuanian basketball team back in the, back in the 90s. And, and so, but then you start doing a little bit of research on the geography and the history there. Fiercely independent, amazing culture, separate from Russia, separate from the rest of Europe. Um, how do you get people to care and recognize that you're not just like another state? You know, like, like in the U.S., I mean, yeah, we're all culturally a little bit different, but for the most part, we're that. You guys are completely separate from everything else. It's your own culture, these three states. And they're all separate from each other, but linked. Well, I make it very simple. And when I was ambassador in Washington, D.C., 2010-15, I was saying just one thing. Go to the White House, look around. You have three, well, you have six monuments. One of them is ours. It's, it's Lithuanian General Kosciuszko who was fighting for your freedom. Because, mm -hmm. well, we are small now, but honestly, in the medieval ages, we were the biggest state in Europe, from Baltic to Black Sea. And you know where the Russians have the biggest troubles right now? That's where Lithuanian border of Grand Duchy was, because they have that American spirit in you know in you know in the in their hearts and 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 brains. They they are not slaves. Those Ukrainians. They they you know, in our old empire that was called Rzeczpospolit of two nations, Lithuanians and Polish dynasties. We were first in Europe to copy, actually, your constitution. In 1791, we adopted first written constitution with more or less all the liberties, maybe not so liberal, but very close to American. And what happened then? Prussia, uh, well, part of little Germany, then Austria and Russia, free empires. They killed our empire in three consecutive wars because they were so much afraid that this democracy and freedom virus can survive and then they die so that was the beginning of our big immigration to america first to pennsylvania then chicago detroit and all the other uh, states because you know from that moment we've been always on one side of barricades americans never abandoned us they stayed with us during soviet occupation you never recognized my occupation i was working in the second oldest embassy building in washington dc that was open during our occupation though those ambassadors had No state, no money, no heating, no electricity sometimes. But they were so pride, proud because Americans saved, I would say, the software of us. And then we got the hardware when we revolted. You know, you mentioned that obviously uh, the Baltics have been pushed around. I mean, you know, like m much of Europe has been for the last century and a half because of, you know, people's fantasy of empire and, and, and things that have been going on for a long time. I get the sense that there's nobody in Lithuania or Latvia or Estonia that would be that would be willing to allow it to happen again. And I look at the resistance in Ukraine, and you watch that. I'm assuming that you would expect the same thing from people in Lithuania if if Putin decided that I just want to make Russia the USSR again. Uh, when you see what's happening in Ukraine and the resistance and the fact that ordinary citizens are getting out there doing this. As heartbreaking as it is, how does it make you feel? Well, it makes us feel like, I would say, Israelis. Uh, we live every day with a threat of extinction. But honestly, it makes us the strongest people on the planet because we know from, you know, from grandfathers and grand-grandfathers 
If you want to survive, you have to be excellent. You have to be the best. If you are just average, you die. So we want to be excellent. And that's why when Cynthia Paskey came, mm -hmm. you know, in, in Vilnius, when she said, oh my God, you are one of the strongest people on earth. You speak, well, actually after Luxembourgese, we are number two in Europe. We speak five, six languages. We have 30 universities in a country of 30, uh, of three million only. So, and she brought a lot of American businesses and it worked. So if you put company from London to Lithuania, you earn four, five times more because we are hardworking like you. We are, we want to be excellent. We are very well educated. We know how to defeat the evil because we've been defeating those Mongol Tatars for 1000 years. So. We appreciate your investment. And now Americans, they are biggest job creators in Lithuania because we trust you. You've been saving our souls. You've been training our guerrillas. 30,000 Lithuanians de dead after Second World War. We've been resisting. Can you imagine the last guerrilla was killed in 1968? They were all learning English and waiting for Americans to come. All of them dead. Well... But that's why we, you know, when we saw those American planes coming after NATO expansion, we started to cry. And I remember my emotions when first ever President of America, uh, George Bush, came to Lithuania and he said something that made us cry again. He said from that moment, that was 2002 after Prague-NATO yep. summit, from this moment, every enemy of Lithuania is the enemy of the United States. And that was the end of the story. Russians backtracked. And that's what we want Americans to say on Ukraine. Well, let me ask you this question then, because there was some concern over the last few years in this country that the United States was sort of waffling on its commitment to NATO, uh, that maybe they weren't as committed to the idea of NATO as they were. Obviously, the situation in Ukraine has changed a lot of thinking around that. I think NATO is actually looking stronger than it has in a long time as a result of this. I hate the fact that it took this to get us there, but how are you feeling about the state of NATO and its commitment to its member nations? Well, honestly, when I was ambassador uh, in D.C., I was very worried about that. I have four sons. They were all going to American schools, and when they were coming back to me in the evening, they were telling something that, well, that made me very worried. They said, Father, remember, most of the time Americans, uh, they were isolating themselves from us. It's only when they extended their wonderful world to us from Woodrow Wilson to Reagan, we finally, you know, survived. And that's why I, what I want to say to my American brothers and sisters, well, despite all your fighting, that is quite strong and that's too much. Despite all your problems, you are the most perfect nation on the globe. We have no other alternatives. If you do not engage with the world, the world will be Chinese. We don't want to live in those Uyghurs concentration camps. We've lived enough in Stalin concentration camps. Yeah, that's, it's, I've been listening to you do interviews uh, while you've been up here, um, and you've been talking a lot about China. I mean, obviously, Putin is the, is the person who's doing these things right now, but you seem to have concerns... Uh, that Xi would do the same thing if given the opportunity. Um, and that if the world lets Putin do what he's doing unchecked, China's going to follow. Well, I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe. Taiwan, obviously, is, 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 you know, 
one of those things that could be an easy puzzle piece to fall. I couldn't call us prophets of the future, but when you live on the edge of extinction, you it makes you think the future. And what we see, that Third World War will actually happen somewhere around Taiwan. That's why Lithuania was brave enough to call Taiwan, Taiwan. We have Taiwanese representative, not Taipei in Lithuania. We embrace their freedom. And you know what happened? China assaulted us with all possible sanctions. They thought that we will again crash and die and we will beg for pardon. No. My economy grew 5% GDP last year. It was one of the strongest growth because Americans again opened the markets, Taiwanese opened the markets, and the lesson from it, don't invest into China's and Russia's, invest into countries like America, create global America, create United Nations of Democracies, you know, create organizations like I saw in Steinmeier Base, defense ministers of America, of Ukraine, of Lithuania. This is the future of the world. Why do you spend money with criminal regimes that kill the idea of America on the globe? Well, one last question for you, Ambassador, and I appreciate your time. Um, like I said earlier in this, most Americans probably couldn't pick out Lithuania on a map. Um, geography is not our strong suit as Americans. It just it isn't. But what is something, uh, give me one reason from your perspective as to why somebody who's maybe thinking about a trip to Europe should make sure that Lithuania is on their list of places to go. Well, because, you know, we are the country that wants, that is really taking care of American values to be global. We, we love you. We trust you. We know your strength that sometimes you do not, you know, do not take fully into account. We want the, we revolted. We, I was standing in front of Tank because I believed what Reagan tells. So shine, spread your wings, save the world, because you are the only nation on the globe that can make it. And don't go into those, you know, divisions, you know, don't fight too much. I need America back. I need America to save the world because for the last 15 or 16 years, freedom is dying on the globe. China and Russia and Iran and Cuba and the rest are marching and killing your idea, first of all. Real quick, though, I mean, watching the resistance in Ukraine, watching how hard they're fighting and, and sort of the global response to it, does that give you a little hope that maybe that, that flicker of freedom is a little stronger than we thought? Or is Absolutely. it still just as fragile? If they... And they will win. Putin dies. The regime is crawling. We have fourth big wave of democratization on the globe. And it will be American world. Because we will never forget, and Ukrainians will never forget, that Americans up to now is nation number one to rescue their souls. They will open the hearts and markets and places to you. And with Poles, Ukrainians, Lithuanians, you have the most pro-American nations in, on the globe. So you have the best partners in Europe to fix the world together. Well, very excited to have you with me. Thank you so much for your time. And, uh, you know, I, I, for one, am really heartened by the expansion of NATO that we're seeing. Uh, I think your membership has been an asset, and it is incredibly important. Um, and we appreciate your willingness to come here and tell us the truth about what's going on. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir.
This is the BVK Podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to the VVK Podcast. I am Craig Folly. Really hope you enjoyed that interview that we did today with Zygmuntus Pavlionis, uh, Ambassador Pavlionis. Really amazing guy. Fascinating conversation. And and the kind of thing that I want to be able to bring to you uh, on a regular basis here uh, on this program. Um, we've got some cool stuff that we really want to do. Uh, and it's going to be... It's going to be a work in progress for a little bit, and and not because we don't know what we're doing. Um, that's not the case at all. We actually do know what we're doing, but we're just going to sort of see if we can settle on a format uh, that we all like. I'm going to get some of my coworkers involved in this. I've got some really, really talented young people on the staff that need to be heard from, and um, we're going to give them some opportunities to tell us what's what as well. So it's not going to be just me. It's going to be a lot of people collaborating to come up with some good content, something interesting, something that gives you a little insight into our lives here in Metro Detroit and around the world, frankly. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are as well. Don't forget to like, subscribe, all that important stuff. It really does make a big difference to the success of this. We're not looking to make money on this deal. I mean, that'd be great if we had some ad revenue, but it's not something we're searching for. This is more of a really just sort of a learning opportunity for all of us and fun for us. So your support is crucial. Like the show, subscribe to it, rate it, all that kind of stuff. Tell your friends that we're back out here doing this again. It means a lot to me and hopefully you get something out of it as well. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.